Wired access. Yeah. Wired access. We're doing live! Introducing the Warriors Assistant Wired Access. Welcome everyone. Joining us here at the Wired Training Center, we have owner Brian Southworth, myself, Kendall Wickwire. We have Midland University Warriors assistant powerlifting coach, Brian Busteed. We also have Omaha Central's girl 2022 Nebraska state champion, Kiki Hadley, for her class, and also the state champion as a group for equipped girls. If you don't know anything about powerlifting, I hope you listen to this right here because I tell you, the energy, the drive, the power that these athletes do, and yes, I am telling you, these are athletes more than you know, is just so electrifying. Brian, let's talk to you real quick. You obviously are the man, the myth, the legend when it comes to powerlifting in the Omaha area. Everybody knows who Coach Busteed is. What does it mean to see the just the environment that you guys can set at Midland for the state tournament. That was awesome. It was like it was like a well-oiled machine. Right. So I've been in the sport in the high school here in, in the Metro for this is year 24. And every year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and better and better. Um, I had an opportunity beginning of last season when OPS, we, we couldn't have a team at Omaha South. And I got a call from Midland asking to help out. I went ahead and did that. Midland took over the state meet that year. And it's just bigger and better yet. They have a huge facility at the Hopkins Arena. Um, it's a really neat deal. Now, what do you guys have to do this year? You guys went from one to two days, right? Correct. Because of the because amount? Because of the amount. Um, we had 350 athletes this year, which is the biggest ever in one state meet. And we figured one day we would have been there till 10, 11 at night. We would have had turned people away at the door. There's just not enough seating. So we decided to do a two-day. Oh, man. Kiki, welcome to the show. We greatly appreciate you. How are you? I'm doing good. What about you? Oh, you know, just here with you guys. I greatly appreciate it. So, Kiki, let's go with you on this factor. Was this your first or second year doing it? You're a sophomore, right? Yes, this is my second year. Second year. So if you compare last year to this year, what do you think was the best transition for state? I liked the two-a-day. I liked um being able to go Saturday and supporting the boys and watching my team and then the next day competing. I have to say, Omaha Central traveled even on Sunday. The boys were there. That Like, that to me, like, the atmosphere that you guys create. So this was my first year. My daughter, is she's a so, uh, junior here at Papio South, and she did amazing. She got third in hers, but I've never been. And I know you've talked to us. I've done summer lifting with football when I was a coach at Omaha South. What... What does it do with powerlifting? How can you relate that to sports, just in general? Well, it's a great time in the winter months. You know, you have your fall sports, okay? And then in the winter, you got if you have athletes that are going to play basketball, do winter, wrestle, do whatever, then you're going to have athletes that don't have anything, and it's some downtime. So you're either going to train for football weights or you have powerlifting. And during that time, I think it's a great time to build strength, a strength phase, you know? And it lets these, these young athletes compete 
and work as a team. And there's just so many intangibles that you get from powerlifting. Well, and I'm glad that you brought up the team factor because if there was one thing, and this is why I wanted to interview Kiki, and, and for those who are, have never been around the sport, when one person, and, and as you said, there was 300-plus athletes at this venue, two separate days, but when one athlete hits the rack, it's all eyes on Kiki. It is all cheering as soon as she hits it. And if she doesn't, mama goes running, but everybody is wanting to follow mama. Like, they want to go <laughs> help out. They want to go say something, but it's a mental thing, right? Yes, it is. No matter how hype you can get, no matter the energy that you can feel, you still have to reset yourself. So, so even tell, like, some of the failure, how did that feel like knowing that everybody's behind you but you still had to come back out after not getting the first lift when you were, I mean, how do you control that energy? Well, it's, I had to sit and I had to think, like, I know I can do this way really easy. So I had to sit in the back and I had to think, like, I had to dig down for drive and I had to remember what I know how to do. I had to blank out everyone being in my face and I just had to take some time to myself. Oh, see, that's perfect. That's a good way to handle a situation. So for those that don't know, for her class, she holds at least the last that I could check and you could verify is the records in. I have them all on my phone. <laughs> I like that. And I then, just updated them the other day so I can do all that right now. And this is, and so, Kiki, can you explain why your school does equip? So for those that don't know powerlifting, there's two different ways, Brian. There's equipped where you got stuff on your knees, your arms, and then there's raw. Correct. Equipped is old school. Right? Is the way that it started? Absolutely. Powerlifting to me in my era, when I competed, there was no raw. Now, since, since that started over the last 10 years, raw is becoming really big. Okay? And the game's changed a little bit. And it's some, raw is cool, but to me, powerlifting's equipped. I mean, that's, that's just how it came. There's pros and cons of both. You know, um, raw lifting is definitely growing and growing and growing. Because it allows every, it's easier to do. All you, all you have to do is grab a weight belt and go. Some people are going to say, well, that's the way it truly should be because it's true strength. But I'm here to tell you, that squat suit, that bench shirt's no joke. No, not I saw anybody, the scratches like on my anybody, daughter's legs right. and stuff like that just getting it on. If I challenge you to put a squat suit on and go out there and squat, you'd fold in half. There's definitely the technique. The, the, it's such a huge level of you got to be very skilled. Yeah, you lift more weight in equipment, but you have to know what you're doing. You have to rely on your teammates. You have to rely on your coaching staff. you got to be around a coaching staff that can teach equipped, and that's the dying breed. Anybody can start a powerlifting program in any high school, and they're probably going to want to do raw because they have the weight equipment, they have a weight belt, boom. You know, my program at South, I had enough equipment to probably um, put – 100 kids in a bench shirt and a squat suit. But that came from countless hours of running high school meets, running meets out of high school, fundraising. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to put that time in. So they just say, Raw's better. You know, you can, people have every right to have their preference in which one they like. It's, they're both very impressive to me. But, like, Kiki, I mean, that's, it's huge. It takes a lot of guts to get under that bar in full equipment and give it a ride. Because you got weight that you probably couldn't lift raw, and it's just tons of skill. And somebody that's been around it for 30 years, and I see somebody like Kiki out there, 
That's pretty impressive to me. It takes a lot of courage. And I, all I ever hear is, yeah, but you couldn't do that without those knee wraps. Well, you put some knee wraps on and give it a whirl. So, Kiki, did, have you done raw lifting before? Like, obviously, you do it to work, like, to work she out. She did it her freshman year. That yeah. was your first year? She's got, she's raw, got raw, raw records, too. So, what would you think would be the difference for you, the athlete? I would say, personally, for me, raw was definitely very harder because I I am used to having those knee wraps on because when I go down, I'm tight, and then it gives me a spring up. But when I had on just the sleeves, it was just like I had to find mo- more momentum from the bottom. So Right. So Kiki currently in equipped has the squat record at 474 as, as, as a 10th grader. Hey, that's 474 pounds. 400 now. So our weights were in kilos at the state meet, but we're talking pounds because that's how we relate. 474. Um, that's the only state equipped record she has at this point. I know she's going to, you know, as she grows, it's going to come. I mean, she's really close. Because um, she ended up hitting 87.5 on bench. Right. Which is um, kilograms again. So right. like she's really close. The The state meet record for the bench is 215, and I think you're really close. The and state meet record is 410 for the deadlift in her weight class, and then 1,075 would be for the, the combined weight. And there's weight. no doubt she's on her way to those things. And these girls are probably seniors when they hit these numbers. And the fact that the squat's the most talented one of them all. The squat's the hardest of the three. And if she's there now... The squat drives it all, and that's that's where all the power comes from. So she'll she'll be right there. I'm going to believe. And she's in a she's at a great school. Coach Baker and all those coaches there do such a great job. You know, Coach Baker when I first met him came to me and said, "Man, I'm just a football coach wanting to get better in the winter." And that's truly where he was at. He goes, "Bus, I know nothing about powerlifting." You know. And I said, yeah, it takes some courage to start this off. But you know what? I'm not buying it now because he's really good. See, and this he's, is why. He really, he's really he good is. at what he does. He's listened. He's a great powerlifting coach. And the thing that Coach Baker does, you know, he, he may not be at the top, top level of powerlifting. But, man, what he can do with bringing kids together and to train hard is something probably a higher level than IQ. That, that guy can get kids to, to lift. I see these kids one meet, and I think, okay, this year I got central. And he'll take them back for four weeks. I'll see them a month later, and they're just like 30% stronger. <laughs> and it's not because anything. I mean, he just gets them going. And then well, and when I, what I see from the outside at Omaha Central is just some great things. He's just a great coach. I well, see, that's respect. that's why I like with Brian here. Obviously, you do a lot of winter training. Th- this winter training that you both talk about between football, other sports can use other sports to train in the offseason instead of burning out their arms or burning out their legs. You know, there's so many different body parts where this is why I love the game of sports. It's not <laughs> – if you think that you only play one sport, you're not doing it right. Right. There's so many different aspects, whether it's working out – you know, day in and day out, whether it's running day in and day out, it all feeds together to get back in the line. And so then, Kiki, is there any other sport that you experienced through your high school career that that you don't get as much like you do from powerlifting? Yeah, so when I first started powerlifting, the reason I started powerlifting was so I could build mobility and strength for volleyball because I was a right-side hitter. But, you know, I got really good at powerlifting, and I wanted to focus on that, so... I let volleyball go. And then it also really helped in track and field because I'm a thrower and I throw shot put and discus. So it really builded my strength to throw far. 
So what you're telling people is you don't have to be locked down to the sport that you love because you might find another sport you end up loving just as much, if not more, yeah. with just trying it, right? Yes. And who was the one that brought you into the game? Who who introduced powerlifting and was like, hey, you should really cut? Because I know it wasn't like you were like, I'm going to go try for powerlifting. Someone had to, like, send you that fishing line and reel you in to get you involved. Um, it was Big Kit. And um, who's Big Kit? He... <laughs> He's my ex-trainer. Okay. But, um, he squatted 1,000 pounds in his powerlifting career. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah he's a freak. He's yeah, a he's deal. really good. He's and, a real deal. Yeah. And so he got you involved, and then from there you just took the reins, and, and you're riding it pretty good. Yeah. What, do you th- what do you feel your connection is? Do you notice what goes on around when you're lifting? Like, do you see, like, the other girls? Like, especially for girls, like, this is a very good – I would say uh, an outreach to where it could take you out of your element and put you into something that no one could experience if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And and what do you think? I mean, just being a, a female athlete, how do you feel like did this help your confidence? Did it? How did this help inside and outside of the sport? So when I first joined the gym, it was because it was over quarantine and I was really unhealthy and I just was not comfortable in my skin at all. I didn't have any confidence. I had low self-esteem. But when I started powerlifting, I started to drop weight and then I just started getting the confidence because I was doing good in this sport and there was more to me than just that big girl. Or no, instead of big, she was the strong girl or she was just doing good and breaking records just left and right. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's kind of, you hit the story right on the line of why I really wanted to talk about you is because in this day and age, and Brian, you just brought it up before the show, there's bullies out there. There's people that treat people like garbage, and I get tired of it, but when you see someone like yourself smile ear to ear oh, yeah. and everybody's eyes are on you, like if you were just walking down the hallway, that ain't the way it goes. <laughs> But, I mean, there was, there was over 500 people there that are eyes on as soon as one person hits. And, I mean, to help other females that feel intimidated when they go to the gym, what do you think took you out of that? Because, obviously, gym and doing big barbells for females is an intimidating thing. And sometimes they can't feel inside themselves when it comes to that. What I kept telling myself is we're all here for the same reason. No one's above anyone in the gym. We're all trying to get healthier and hit the same weight. Now, yes, I may be weaker or stronger than one of them, but at the end of the day, it's not where I start. It's where, about where I finish. Right. And so if you could talk about this year alone, where did you start at the beginning of the year and what was your ending if you knew your total weights? Did you know the difference? I think my start was like 945, my total. And then at the end, I think I got around 1,013, okay. around That's there, great. somewhere. That is a good jump. I want to add something before we move on. I heard her talk about you know low self-esteem and all it took for Kiki, it sounds like, is to have an adjective that describes herself. She used the word strong today. And I want to preach that a lot because I'm going to tell you, who wouldn't want to be strong? You could, you could cut meat in a butcher shop. And you're strong, that's your even better butcher. You meet anybody and you put the word strong behind it, who wouldn't want to be strong? That's the thing. And that's all it takes. That's what describes Kiki. And then once you see how much she loves this and you see the passion, that brings out all of their other beauty to it also. Strong. If it, if it was easy to be strong, everybody would be strong, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Because who wouldn't want to be? You name one person. You could be Warren Buffett. 
But I bet you if he could be strong, Warren Buffett, he'd rather be, wouldn't he? Be it's strong. hard. Being strong and noticed as being strong is where I think everybody wants to be. Athlete, non-athlete, it can never be a negative thing. See, and that's what I loved about the atmosphere of powerlifting. There was, you were competing against some of your other teammates, but at no time are they sitting there at least talking or mentioning it to everybody, I hope they fail. At no time there is hope of failure at a powerlifting event. Now, Brian, he coaches baseball, which is one of the most, as I've said it before, unforgiving sports, errors upon errors upon errors, and people want you to make mistakes if they're not rooting for you. But in your realm, to be not rooted against is like a really small, like I can't even talk about the number of events that I've been to where I felt that. Because if it's basketball, you hate the other team. If it's golf, you probably hate the other golfer. Now, show choir, that's a whole different ballgame, but everybody loves everybody at show choir. It's yeah. the same thing. Well, I just, like, th- I just think it's because there's only so many, so many of us crazy enough to do this sport. Because I'm going to tell you what, you, if you look at it, you got to have a screw loose, man, a little bit, in a good way. Because guess what we're doing Monday? We're going to squat. Tuesday, guess what? We're going to bench. Thursday, we're going to deadlift. Guess what we're doing next week? The same thing. We're going to do this until our wheels fall off, and then we hope we get a result, and then we only have two times a year to prove ourselves. So how critical are those days that we prove ourselves? And when you work around people that are all with the screw loose, man, that community is tight. It doesn't even matter. I mean, I see, I've seen it for 20 years. I've seen people that are in first place, and the person that beat them, the person coming up, pulled a bigger deadlift, beat the other person, and the first person over there to hug him was the guy that got beat. And it's just a beautiful thing. I don't think you see that in too many sports. It's really cool. So, I mean, it's very close-knit, and, and it's close-knit in the powerlifting community, high school, on the way out. Everybody respects each other, you know? I want to dive in more. Like, you're talking about the schedule, right? And I think there's a lot of people out there that are training for different sports and everything, like, what does it take? What's a week in your life look like? So, you know, we talked a little bit like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, like what, what's powerlifting require out of you? So, well, okay. A lot of energy, first of all. So on Mondays, just a normal school day, right? Nine periods, long day. Walking down, walking up all the central stairs. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a lot of. Hey, stairs. I'm from <laughs> south, so that was five stories. Like, <laughs> yeah. and anytime you had PE, you always had social studies, which is the furthest corner on the fourth floor every time. But go ahead. It's terrible. So each week we'll, we'll do the same thing: squat, bench, deadlift. But each week there's like a different thing added to it. Like two weeks before, like our state meet, we did. Um, um, what you would consider a max out with bands just to get the I- idea. So then the next week before, we're just doing openers for state. So, and then, yeah, but it's usually, like, right after, like, the meets. We get one rest week, and then the next week we're back training hard, like, doing reps of five, reps of ten, more cardio-based stuff, just for, like, one week, though. And then we're back to the sets of three, then two, and then that's when we're prepared for the next week. So Monday after school, you get in the gym. How long does it take you to go through your workout? I'd say we start at 320 and I don't get out to like 530. So almost a two hour. And now is that five days a week when you guys do have like a meet? Um, No, that's just three days a week. Three days. Yeah. Three days. 
Now, another thing, uh, you know, I like that you're talking about here is also what is a food regimen? I feel if there is one thing and that this is across sports yeah, all together, what? Because I could tell you, I felt like the worst parent in the world coming to my first uh, powerlifting meet and I did not have a backpack for my daughter. I felt like the worst dad because you're like, oh, they'll have stuff. They'll have. No, they didn't have no snacks, no nothing. So what does it take to prepare for a meet? Making sure you're eating right. How does that feel? Do you have help with that? Oh, uh, yeah. My mom my mom packs my bag. So at the meets, I just have so much adrenaline where I don't get hungry. But, you know, you I know you got to eat. eat. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of carbs. That's one thing I learned in this sport. Like, it is okay to eat carbs, you know, but good carbs, of course. If you're at a powerlifting meet, man, there's more Sour Patch Kid bags, <laughs> yeah. Starburst, and, <laughs> and Skittles everywhere. But it's okay on meet day. Trust me. That's yeah. what gets you through. So what would be like a week of eating? What, what are some things that you can recommend to the listener? Because obviously our goal here is to reach out to hopefully some parents, some athletes that go, man, what does it take to get just a little bit better at what I do? What, because I know eating isn't just for power. It's all across the it's board. Across Absolutely. It. I mean, that's like we get a freshman in here, and I guarantee that's a big conversation we're having with that freshman. And we, we kind of, in the baseball world, we kind of have a formula that, like, we like to see, like, hey, you know, you're 5'11". We probably want you, like, 195 to 205 pounds, like, as soon as possible. So, you know, I, I know maybe powerlifting, there's different weight classes and stuff, but what do you, what do you teach your people to do to put on the muscle, to lift more weights? What's your system? Well, I'm by far not a nutritionist, but all I know is how to do a lot, you know? So, and I've been around a lot of people that have taught me some things and I've shared it with people too. You know, it's really tricky. You know, if we're going to sit here and talk about the high school level and, and my experiences at South, you got to kind of be careful because when you read all the articles on the internet about nutrition, I mean, gee, many Christmas. I mean, I'm talking... They're, they're going to say you got to have chicken breast and this and this, you know, and most of the kids at my school probably can't afford that stuff. So I don't want to start pumping that stuff up. And then these kids are going to go, they're just going to block that out and say, well, there's no way, you know, I don't know what they have to eat at home. So I try to make it simple. I talk about just getting calories in, but kids are amazing at this age. I mean, I've had kids, let's say a 198 pounder get stronger and stronger and stronger. And one day I'm just asking, what do you eat during it during the day? Well, I get up, I skip breakfast. I have three, <laughs> I have three, uh, three tots and a chocolate milk at lunch and I eat dinner. I might have a slice of pizza or something at night and these kids are still getting strong. So when these kids are in that stage, so hard to preach nutrition because they're getting stronger without it, you know. But optimally, you got to get calories in, you know. Nutrition in powerlifting, nutrition in athletics is almost more important than the athletic movement itself. Because you're breaking down your body, you got to give it time to recover. And during that recovery time, you got to take in um, nutrients to rebuild. And if you don't rebuild, you're always going to stay the same and not get better. Different sports require you to bulk up. Different sports require you to do this or that. But you got to get, you got to, you got to eat. And um, you know, my daughter power lifts too. Um, I, I mean, we've butted heads a lot, but she's got it down now. I mean, she's got it all regimented. On Sunday, we box things up, and she's ready for the week. It's an effort. It's just like strength. I mean, nutrition's tough because you got to have the time and the effort and the want to and the time to find to eat it and things like that. But it's tough, but it definitely makes a difference. I have had a couple lifters in the past. I just challenged them. Look at your numbers now. Do this. And all I did 
was add in three or four PBJs and some eggs in the morning <laughs> and a couple of chocolate milks. And they put on 100 pounds on their total. Yeah. They're like, wow, I've worked the same amount, plus I'm recovering. It can be simple. And there's, you know, there's, there's easier ways to do it than others. So, but it's super important. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about like recovering and everything. I think, you know, one thing that, that might shock some people because a lot of people think, I need to lift like six days a week right now. I mean, you guys are lifting three days a week and going after it where I see kids all the time come in here. It's like, Oh, I'm working really hard, you know, and they're, they're lifting six days a week. And, and like, dude, you need to chill. Like you're, you're probably going to gain more by lifting right. three days hard. Like talk to us about, you know, like the recovery and why you guys lift three days a week, why you think that's the, the best thing for yeah. your athletes. Well, especially in, at the high school level and even at Midland in the collegiate level, I mean, we're, we're doing it for long periods of time to end up for one big day, you know. So recovery is just, like, super important. The more you work out, the more your muscles broke down, and you're just going to be stagnant, and then you're going to start going backwards. Recovery's tough because when you're full of energy and you're young, you just don't want to stop because you're getting the rush, and you just want to do more and more and more and more, you know. So it's just so important. Well, Kiki, if we can get you out on this one, what is the biggest thing that you think powerlifting has given you in your young life? And what would you say to other females that are in the unknown? I would say powerlifting really just did give me the confidence that I needed. And I would tell other females, like, don't worry about anybody's opinion. Like, do what makes you happy and just... And then, of course, I tweeted back on December 11th. I, sh- I, I told you outside, but – and I just don't think there's enough um, examples out there of the strength that you could have if you just put your mind to it. But I hope that people look at this and go, man, I mean, it changed my daughter. And my daughter is an outgoing person. She is very – she is very personable. She's played all the sports, but – she keeps finding her love in things that are just her. Like, basketball is great. But if sometimes in these high schools, if you're not in the right clique or you're not in with the right people, you get kind of pushed away from the sports you love. So to see her really uh, elevate to what you guys do and the passion, and then to see coaches, so she does show choir, and the coaches for show choir told her to go do state tournament, even though they had a big meet down in Kansas City. Now, luckily, thank you very much, Midland University, for allowing me to do both events in the weekend because you moved it to Sunday. So, yes, I drove down to Kansas City on Friday and back on, sun, back on Saturday night so she could compete. But we were worried about weigh-ins. Um, it just amazed me, just the atmosphere. And, and I mean, Brian... When it comes to your guys' Midland, I just don't think you guys get enough respect. They they see it being the school it is, but everywhere I'm seeing, I see so many more athletes going there and so many more athletes given the opportunity to go to the next level. And whether it's staying with you all four, whether it's staying with you for two, what does that mean to you guys? Obviously, you guys, when it comes to powerlifting, you guys are running the, running the board. Yeah, I mean, first off, Tim Anderson's program – um, is just off the charts. I mean, I was very honored to get a phone call from Tim, asked for an opportunity. He has the best collegiate program in the nation. I mean, we have we have athletes from all four corners of the United States coming to Fremont, Nebraska to powerlift. Um, they are multiple, 
national champions, not in just men or women's, but both divisions. Um, we have nationals end of March here in Chicago coming up. Um, just top-of-the-line program. And there's nothing in the world, Harold. You know, there's nothing, there's no coverage at all. And it just amazes me how these kids, if you would see how hard these kids work, they really kind of get ripped off because they need to be a front page Front, front page story to me. Well, especially but, when the other bigger sports aren't winning national champions around here. Sure. I mean, that that's all I got to say you have about to that. And you have to understand, Kendall, I mean, powerlifting is a club sport in some schools, but nevertheless, when, we, when Midland goes to nationals, we are beating teams like LSU, Texas A&M, UT, um, UTSA, um, huge division, Ohio State. I mean, we are competing against everybody at a little Fremont, Nebraska. You know, so it's really amazing the program that Tim Anderson set up, and um, it, it's just amazing what he's done there. Man, I, I'd love to hear more about, like, I just feel like right now I'm ready to run through a brick wall, like listen to you and then talk to your athletes. Like, how do you how do you motivate your athletes, like, and create the culture that I'm hearing, um, like, day-to-day, these people want to come in and, and be a part of it and get better? Can I say first thing? Great choice of music. That that's the first thing. <laughs> I I've seen him. So he he came back and and helped with Omaha South football. But there was one rule: the music had to be right. <laughs> so I want to tell you because that that sets a tone. Like the whole time at this meet, the music you're like you're going with the music. There is no like there's no sweet Caroline getting sung. You know what I mean? You just go through the question one more time. I did. So what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was getting pumped up with the music thing there. Love it, love it. Yeah, talk to me about the culture that like you try to establish with your athletes and in in, in the gym and everything. Yeah, it's you got to want it. It's not going to be easy. Um, I can tell right away, like with at Omaha South when I was in, in the high school. I mean, when we have tryouts, I mean, you just got to have kids that want it. The culture is you got to come in and work hard. Um, there's no excuses. Um, you got to be in practice every day. Um, at, at Omaha South, I had a zero strike rule. If you were in school, you better be at practice. And if you're not at practice, we'll see you later. Okay? Because I'm spending my time, and if you're not going to respect my time, and, I'll, and you'd be surprised, they all showed up. I mean, we would we would have six practices over Christmas break. Some of my teams towards the end were 45 students. I'd have 40 kids show up for Christmas break practice, you know. Wow. So you just got to be passionate every single day. As a powerlifting coach, you just can't open the door and say, here's your weights, hand them a sheet, here's your workout. You got to preach. You got to get them excited every day. You got to make them hungry to come back for more. You got to encourage every day because this sport will bury you. I mean, it's hard, you know. And like Kiki was talking about, the preparations. I mean, you know, she talked about practice at, at 3.30, you know. But let's look at what Kiki did Sunday. Let's look at Kiki got up at 5.30. Kiki was in school all day. And then you got to go to practice. So um, Coach Baker and the crew must do a great job. Then you gotta, you got to fire these kids up. Now you got to lift some heavy weights, you know. And, and then you have good and bad days. Some days you eat well, you sleep well, and your weights don't move. And you're three weeks out, and that's depressing. That's hard. As a coach, you've got to bring them up. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, next week it's back. You ever have a workout like that? We're four weeks out, just wasn't there. Then there's day. Kiki gets three hours of sleep, I'm going to assume. 
has a Big Mac for lunch and a, and a, and a soda and, and squats 505. And she's like, where'd that come from? You know? So you just never know. Your body is just very hard to, it's just tough sometimes. But as a coach, you just got to be there for them every single day. I think, you know, if you're going to be a good coach in any sport, you have to be passionate. The minute those kids walk in the door, you have to, they have to feed off of you, you know. And, uh, and that's true at Midland, too. You just walk in and open the door and say, "Here you go. Here's your facility. I think you're going to get borderline results. You got to step out, you know, and, and that's the thing." So, if I ask one thing about Midland, just to kind of share the message, how does is like getting a scholarship from a university the same as like other sports when it comes to something like powerlifting? Yes, it's at, at Midland. They actually give out athletic scholarships for powerlifting. Now, I don't know the exact monetary range. Well, yeah, and that but, doesn't but matter. You'd but you'd be surprised. I mean, the pie chart is pretty full. If you're a high-level athlete, if 100% of the pie chart, I'm not going to say exact percentage, but they'll take care of you, you know. So That's good to know it's, because it's a, great a lot of people wonder, you know, is this, is this something that I can well, go further? Most, a lot of our kids are from the state of Texas, and we talked about it earlier. I mean, Texas, powerlifting is a main high school sport. Got football, volleyball, powerlifting is one of them. So if you're not in Texas, I think you shared it with me. If you are not playing a winter sport, you're doing powerlifting because oh, yeah. you're not missing out. Uh, no. So, it's, so like, it's sanctioned and everything. It's sanctioned. Wow. It's See, Nebraska a, just got sanctioned. Uh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. no, we're no? not. No, we're not. It's not oh. NSAA, and it's not, and we're not even close yet. But the thing is, um, Texas, Wisconsin, Louisiana are the three main ones. It is as real as a sport as any. At Texas, there are thousands of kids. It's a four-day event for the state meet. Leading up to the state meet, there's multiple 10, 15 regionals that you have to go to to qualify for state. I just picture, like, the CHI Center where they had state wrestling. They have, like, 20 powerlifting platforms a day going full from 8 till 5 in the afternoon for four days straight. And that's Texas high school. So if we get tons of them. You know, and, you know, people always people always go, well, you know, it, there's a big negative cloud over powerlifting in the state of Nebraska. During my 22 years, I've reached out to most schools and said, hey, get this going. Let me if you don't know how to do it, I'll come show you. That's what happened and, to Papio South. And you brought well, him. Well, I did. Well, Kurt taught. Well, Kurt had back. Kurt and Nate do top of the line. I'm much respect for those guys. But. But the, I helped them a little bit, but they but they already knew what was going on, you know. Um, it's such a negative cloud. I mean, these all these, I would call schools and say, hey, do you want to get started? Did you get my my state meet entry form? No, we don't believe in it here, you know. And you know, kids get hurt or kids kids get too big and bulky. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, you, you show me a way to get a kid big and bulky in three months, and then I'll, we're gonna go make some money. Because that's hard to get big and bulky. Is How would powerlifting relate to baseball? Well, here's the thing. Before you can swing a bat faster, before you can throw a ball faster, before you can run faster, before you can jump higher, you got to get stronger first. You're not going to do any of those things without being strong, you know? Now the, name, now the thing is, is that we're going to do this thing that's gonna, it's going to make you jump farther. Well, you just got to get stronger, you know? And if you can get stronger with competing and push these kids more and more, you know, the, the, I mean, the key is you got to have good coaching. I will agree. Most coaches say, well, my kids all get hurt, you know. 
Now, every sport runs the risk of getting hurt. You run a baseball practice, you can slide into third and break yep. your wrist. You could break a finger. You could get hit in the ribs. I get that. But if you have a coach that knows what they're doing, and that's hard to find. It's such a small niche sport, you know. You can <laughs> – I mean, it can do some great things. In yeah. baseball, would I would I recommend it? Sure. But I wouldn't just, I mean, I would power lift and then go, go through a strength phase, get competitive, and then go back into your other stuff. So use it as a as a competitive yeah. way yeah. Well, to I challenge mean, each other. I really haven't met too many high school kids that wouldn't benefit from being stronger. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, that's just let's, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah but I, everybody's like, well, that hurts their back. Well, do you know how to train the deadlift right? I mean, I'm, I'm being honest, um, 22 years at, at South, I've never had a kid seriously get hurt. Yeah. I mean, and maybe I got lucky a little bit, but you know what? You monitor. You, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody thinks powerlifting is every day going in there and lifting maximal weights, which is furthest from the truth. If you know powerlifting, you don't max out every day. You learn technique. Kiki, I bet you the first month – you go 50% of what you can lift and you're doing reps, correct? Yeah. You're learning technique. you got to have coaches that know what they're doing, you know. So, you know, there's a thousand different ways to get strong. I really I really think it's good for high school athletes because of the competing factor. Well, right now, I mean, we're seeing baseball players get hurt because they're not strong enough. Sure. I mean, there's enough research out there that, you know, your body just can't sustain the velocity or the rotation. And, you know, you're seeing kids get pars fractures because they're rotating and have no core strength. You're seeing people that can throw, you know, really hard. But, you know, being stronger never hurt anyone right. that I, I've met. So, <laughs> I mean, you know what? I One of my um, one of the guys that I learned a lot from was Dan Barton at Creighton Prep, you know. And the, the quote that he made, and it just totally makes sense, is that, you know, there's a, I think every kid, every young athlete has an athletic code that you're born with. And I'm going to use this as an example. I was around Noah Fant, okay? Now, Noah Fant did lift weights, and he did train hard, but I'm pretty sure Noah Fant, if he didn't lift weights, would probably be playing in the NFL regardless. You know, you can make, I believe what powerlifting can do for athletics is this. You can take, let's be honest, when you look at any high school in the metro area, you have a group full of so-called athletes. Some of them are great, some of them are good, some of them are average, some are below. But where the strength training from powerlifting benefits these athletes at this level, is you, this is what Dan Barton says, and, I, and he knows his stuff. You can make below average and average athletes stronger, which makes them better football players, which makes them better whatever athletes they're going to become. You know, so yep. I mean, you know, a stronger below average below average athlete's going to be better off. You know, it's hard to make a below average athlete a better athlete. Yeah, if you got two left feet, you got two left. Feet. You're going to have two left feet, but if you have two left feet and you're stronger, now you're more functional. Now we can do something with you. You know, Absolutely. so let's be honest. I mean, when we grew up, there was the kids that could do pull ups, and there was the kids that couldn't do pull ups. And you know what? Today, they probably still can't do pull ups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just have a genetic code, but you can get better, but just get stronger. You know, that's yeah. about the best you can do because that high school years are short lived, and you got to make the most out of it. And I think strength's the easiest to put on, but you got to have a coach that can lead these kids and be motivated. Yep. Well, I greatly appreciate both of you joining us. Kiki Hadley, the 2022 Nebraska state champion, along with her classmates, the state champion for Equip Girls. We got 
the assistant powerlifting coach, Brian Bustee. And, of course, Kendall, I'm here, and we got Brian. I greatly appreciate you guys sharing your story. And if you guys have not been to a powerlifting, make sure you go check it out. There is some going on in the summer. Are you doing any of that, Kiki? Yeah, I'm three weeks out from a meet, Iron Heaven, in the Gretna location. Okay, three weeks out. Brian, are you going to be at this location or no, anything no. that you you have? What state for the girls we have, uh, or for the for my, the university? Yeah, I'm going to be at the high school nationals in Chicago. Okay, um, March 26th. I'm going to go with my daughter. She's going to compete, and then right after that, we have collegiate nationals back to back. So I'll be in Chicago like for six days. So we're going for the three peat. So okay. All right. Well, good they, luck. We got to the Midland. big stuff coming up. And uh, if you guys want to check us out, remember, this is Wired Access. We try to share everybody else's story. We greatly appreciate you joining us. Have a great day. See you.